proud home of your Los Angeles Dodgers. Welcome to off-season Dodger talk. My ball left field is on its way and a grand slam home run. Hosted by your favorite Dodger insider for this off-season, David Vassay. To be a part of the show, call 866-987-2578. You're a true professional, brother. And subscribe and podcast us wherever you listen to shows. Now, here's David Vassay. Welcome to our only Dodger talk of the week. And it will be a fun one as Joe Kelly will join us at 7.30 tonight once he's done with his son Knox's Little League Baseball practice out there in Rancho Cucamonga. Joe actually coaches his son's Little League team, so he would have come in studio tonight, but instead, over the phone will have to do, and the power of technology. We can conference you in with Joe Kelly, so if you have any questions for Joe, He will take them from 7.30 to 8 o'clock when we sign off at 866-987-2570, 866-987-2570. So if you want to get online now, there's a few lines open and uh, can't guarantee we'll get to everybody, but we'll try to get you on the line with the myth, the legend of Los Angeles, Joe Kelly, who, by the way, is a free agent. And yes, the Dodgers have uh, interest in bringing him back, I'm sure. Uh, the St. Louis Cardinals would have interest in bringing him back as well. So we'll see where Joe Kelly ends up. But remember, he ended the season with the bicep strain in Game 5 of the NLCS. He had to come out in the very first inning of that game with the bicep strain, and that was the end of his season. So we'll ask Joe how he's feeling, and we'll check in on his thoughts as far as the lockout goes and where he may sign, whether or not it's here in Los Angeles or somewhere else. So Joe Kelly coming up at 7.30, and he will take your calls at 866-987-2570. Coming up in 10 minutes, we'll get to Freddie Freeman and the latest on Freeman, even though we are in a lockout. Agents are talking. Also, got some Dodger-related news to Simi Valley. That's right, some Simi Valley news as it relates to the Dodgers. So we'll let you hear about that coming up in our next segment as well. But I guess we should give you the latest on the lockout. I warned you, and I have been warning you, not to get on this roller coaster of getting too high or getting too low with every tweet that you see or every article that you click on. This is not going to be resolved, in my opinion, by February 28th, which is... Next Monday, the last day of February, I've told you since uh, the beginning of the year that there were two important dates to remember. The first was February 1st. If they did not have a deal by February 1st, there would be no spring training. February 1st has come and gone, and they have officially uh, said that spring training games will be delayed. March 1st is another big day. March 1st is a big day as far as... uh, The regular season is concerned. If they don't have a deal by March 1st, the regular season will be delayed because, as weird as it sounds, opening day was scheduled for the end of March. I don't know about you, but I've always uh, grown up with opening day in April. This is something new to try to keep the World Series, I guess. And, you know, with the last CBA, 
the uh, with all these uh, finances that are making news and importance to the union this time, it was on the back burner the last time they agreed to a collective bargaining agreement. What was at the forefront for the Players Association was extra days off during the season, an extra seat on the bus. Those were the priorities for Tony Clark and his constituency. So that's the reason why they moved opening day into March. So nonetheless, opening day will be delayed if they don't have a deal by next Monday, and they won't be doing any double headers to try to make up for a 162 game. Now, the last time there was a shortened regular season without a pandemic involved was 1995, where they played 144 games. Remember, that was the bleed-over from the 94 lockout that canceled the World Series. In 1995, they actually had replacement players in spring training. The owners were getting ready to start the 1995 season with scabs two days away from opening day. And owners were getting ready to start the season with scabs. And the reason why they did not go ahead with that is they found a way to get uh, an arbitrator involved, the government involved, uh, to, they did not find a way. Bill Clinton, the president at the time, implored them to get a deal done, and he intervened. So they were able to salvage the start of the 1995 season, and they started spring training two days before the scheduled opening day, and that's the reason for 144 games in 1995. So that could be something that we see in 2022 as well. I don't believe this is going to go too deep into March or April, but certainly I could see opening day around April 18th. That's kind of the feeling I'm getting because, as I mentioned the Petros and Money earlier today, the one thing to keep in mind Players don't get paid during spring training. They don't get a paycheck. Max Scherzer is not getting a paycheck for his $43 million contract this year until opening day comes and goes. And that's where the Scherzers of the world and players that are making the minimum salary are going to feel the pain in their pocket. And the owners, some more than others, will certainly feel the pain of opening day being delayed and a shorter season than 162 games. So that's the reason why there is more urgency this week, but certainly not the urgency that you will see moving forward in the month of March. And, you know, just kind of getting a feel from the people I talk to that are getting information from people in those rooms feels like they will have a deal sometime in the middle to end of March, and you'll have an opening day around April 18th. Now, the biggest hurdle to get over, and the reason why I don't believe they're going to have a deal by February 28th or March 1st next week, is because they haven't talked about the real hurdle to get this lockout lifted, and that is the luxury tax threshold. Now, this is a big deal for you, a Dodger fan. Because this Dodger ownership group, from day one, Mark Walter and company, have spent money and committed themselves to try to bring a World Series championship to Los Angeles. Have they come up short? Yeah. Have there been some players that haven't performed the way they thought they would? Yeah. But you can't doubt the fact that they have put in the resources to try to get a World Series. 
And during the time Mark Walter and Todd Bowley have owned this team, they have been to the World Series three times, and they won back in 2020 that 60-game championship. Nonetheless, they've been there three times, and they won once. They have tried. So going back to the luxury tax threshold, they have tried because they have spent money. The Dodgers last year had a payroll of 285 Point six million dollars. They had to pay a $32.6 million luxury tax for going over the threshold last year. If the owners got their way today and implemented a $214 million threshold, soft salary cap, and the Dodgers had the same payroll as they had last year, the Dodgers would pay. Now, if you're driving, hold on tight to your steering wheel. million luxury tax if they had the same payroll as they had this past year. I'll say it again. If the Dodgers had the same payroll as they had in 2021 this upcoming season, they would pay $56.6 million on top of the $285.6 million that they spent in payroll. Now, I'm not rich. I'm not really good with money. But the one thing that's clear to me is rich people don't like giving away money if they don't have to. Why should the Dodgers, who are trying to win, have to pay almost $60 million to the Pittsburgh Pirates and Cleveland Indians of the world because they are trying to win and those teams don't even have a payroll of $100 million? And that's what the players are arguing. Why should the Dodgers be penalized for trying to win? Now, I do believe the owners have to be protected from themselves, and there should be some sort of luxury tax threshold, but the penalties should not be as severe. And in my opinion, and I've suggested this to some players, why not insist on a salary floor if they're going to impose this soft cap on the 30 teams in baseball. 15 teams, half of the league last year, did not have a payroll of at least $100 million. So that's why you see teams like the Indians, the Oakland A's, who are getting ready for a fire sale the moment this lockout is over. That's why a a salary floor would prevent the A's from trading a star like Matt Olson or Matt Chapman or any other of their players. It would prevent the Cleveland Indians from trading Francisco Lindor. Francisco Lindor should have stayed in Cleveland, but they didn't want to pay him. So that's why he's in New York, because they will be willing to pay. So for me, a salary floor makes all the sense in the world, but it's a non-starter for the owners. So that's where it stands right now. This is not ending this week. It's not ending by next Monday, unless there is some sort of epiphany. It's not happening. And honestly, I want baseball back just as much as you do, but I can live with the fact that the penalties towards the Dodgers, because that's who we care about here, and for the whole sport, there should not be penalties for trying to win. And if winning at the time means spending over $280 million, so be it. Who are you to tell anybody how much they should spend? And by the way, just because you have the highest payroll doesn't mean you win the World Series. But I will say this, uh, the last 11, 
World Series champions, Jeff Passan tweeted out, uh, they have been in the top 10 of payroll. So it does mean something to spend a little bit more. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Speaking of spending in the luxury tax, when we continue here on Dodger Talk, I'll give you the latest information on Freddie Freeman and whether or not he is leaving Atlanta. And we have some Simi Valley news as it relates to the Dodgers. Joe Kelly is joining us at the bottom of the hour. Trust me, I'm not going to occupy his time too much. He will take your phone calls from the Little League field in Rancho Cucamonga where he is coaching his son Knox's team right now. Joe Kelly taking your phone calls beginning at 7.30 tonight, so you want to fill up the phone lines if you want to assure yourself an opportunity to speak to Mariachi Joe. 866-987-2570. David Vasse, Dodger Talk until 8 o'clock right here on AM570 LA Sports. This is off-season Dodger Talk. Call 866-987-2570. And now your host for off-season Dodger Talk, David Vasse. Welcome back to Dodger Talk. David Vasse with you until 8 o'clock tonight. Joe Kelly will be joining us at the bottom of the hour. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. We have two lines open if you want to get in and get in line to uh, ask Joe Kelly a question as he is a free agent but um, has was was good for the Dodgers over the last three years. And there may be another year left in Joe Kelly to pitch for the Dodgers, but certainly with the lockout going on and once it's lifted, there will be a frenzy of signings. So we'll talk to Joe about where he's at and whether or not he believes he'll be signing quickly whenever this uh, lockout ends and where his arm health is considering that he did leave game five of the NLCS with a bicep strain. So Joe Kelly will join us at the bottom of the hour. 866-987-2570. Josh in Sierra Madre is going to give up his spot for you because he wants to talk about the lockout. What's up, Josh? Hey, Dave. Thank you for taking my call. You know, you should be in Arizona right now, you know, covering spring trainings. You know, so I'm kind of frustrated for you and everything. But... You know, I'm a baseball. I'm a baseball junkie. I love baseball. I'm going to continue following the sport whenever this is over. But I'm upset. I'm really upset. And we actually talked about this four years ago, David. We remember back when uh, Jake Arrieta was on the open market and couldn't find a team. This was back when he was still a decent pitcher at the time. He couldn't find a team. No one was willing to pay him. And I think both of us said, uh-oh, this is not a good sign. We're heading towards a lockout. I was telling people last year, Dave, that not only was the season not going to start on time, I said they're going to lose all the April games. I do not think we're going to play any games in April. I have heard from, uh, I think, Trevor May and maybe even uh, Jeff Passan that uh, the owners don't really seem to care about losing games in April because uh, the weather is bad. You know, it's cold. Games get postponed. Last year, opening day was played in Detroit in a freaking blizzard, for crying out loud. Well, and maybe uh, I would say that's a blanket statement because the weather's great here on the West Coast. So I could tell you uh, the Dodger owners don't want to lose games in April. I'm sure the Padres owners don't want to lose games in April. <laughs> Artie Moreno more than likely doesn't want to lose games in April. But I hear you, Josh. It's disappointing. It's frustrating. And 
I think here in Los Angeles, we all are behind trying to win at all costs. And Mark Walter and Todd Boley have done that, Josh. And it would just be nice to see the rest of the league kind of try to come close to trying. Absolutely. And you're right. And it's it's not fair that these owners like the Rockies, the Pirates, the Indians, excuse me, the Guardians or whatever they're called, you yeah. know, get to hold the rest of the league hostage because, you know, they, they don't want to spend the pay. You know, I actually had, you know, if you want to know anything about Dick Monfort, he's one of the uh, representatives for the uh, talking for the owners. Yeah. He owns a slaughterhouse in Colorado, and it was closed for two years because of labor issues. So that's kind of what we're dealing with here. You know, they've made it clear they don't want to pay the players more, and it's not. And I don't blame the players for holding their ground. Like the revenues have gone up, but salaries have not. They want a bigger piece of the pie, and they get it. And I hope they get it. I think they have to hold firm as long as possible to show these owners you are not going to screw around with this any longer. Yeah, it's kind of weird how an owner for the Rockies of all teams is at the forefront sitting at the table with the lead negotiator for MLB. It's very strange. Thanks for the phone call, Josh. Appreciate it. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, Joe Kelly will be joining us fresh off of the practice field in Rancho Cucamonga with his Little League team that uh, he coaches with his son, Knox, who is on the team. 866-987-2570. That's, uh, you know, Dick Monafort was, uh, there were reports out of Denver that he may be considering selling the Rockies. That was uh, a report last year where they felt like he was starting to go down the Frank McCourt route and not have a lot of funds to invest in the team. And he's the guy that's at the table as far as lead negotiating with uh, the owner's uh, lead negotiator, Dan Hellum. I just, that doesn't sit well with me. He's not a guy that should be speaking for the rest of the owners because he's a small market owner that I'm sure resents the fact that the Red Sox, the Dodgers, the Padres are spending money to try to win the Rockies have not really done that. They traded their best asset in Nolan Arenado because they didn't want to pay him. They signed him and then traded him. Uh, it doesn't seem like that's the guy you want uh, representing the owners, but that's who's there every day. Dick Monafort, the Rockies owner. Weird. Anyway, let's forget about the uh, lockout for a second. Let's talk a little hot stove first. I do have some Simi Valley news as it relates to the Dodgers. Me growing up in Woodland Hills. I would take the 118 to Simi Valley as I would go to junior college in uh, Moore Park. So I would drive through Simi Valley. Had uh, done some different things in Simi Valley during my time. So uh, Simi Valley is the neighbor to the San Fernando Valley. And Tim Laker, Tim Laker, former Expos catcher, Simi Valley high school baseball star, classmates with the great Don McClain, the all-time leading scorer in Pac-12 history, is now the minor league hitting coordinator for the Dodgers after being one of the hitting coaches for the Seattle Mariners. So congratulations to Tim Laker for coming home and being part of the Dodger organization. Now you might say like, all right, Dave, who cares? Tim Laker, Simi Valley High School. Yeah, I, I can understand where you're coming from. But I met Tim Laker at Don McLean's 50th birthday party. So there we go. Yes, it was specifically about me. And the way I found out was reading Ken Rosenthal's column in The Athletic about Matt Carpenter. Matt Carpenter, 
the man that uh, crushed the Dodgers' playoff hopes in 2013 and uh, helped in 2014 as well. He's a free agent, and he's 36 years old and sought out Joey Votto and Tim Laker to try to rework his swing. Uh, Tim Laker was in between jobs is the way Rosenthal wrote it, and that's why he was able to work with Matt Carpenter before officially taking this position with the Dodgers as their minor league hitting coordinator. So there is a purpose to me bringing up Tim Laker, Simi Valley High School, meeting him at Don McLean's 50th birthday party. Could Tim Laker vouch for Matt Carpenter? And how strange would it be after all these years, Matt Carpenter and Clayton Kershaw could be teammates possibly next year. Now, I'm not saying Matt Carpenter is a guy that should be a starter for the Dodgers, but we all know the Dodgers have to reconstruct their bench. Their bench wasn't that great last year. And who knows, Matt Carpenter could be a guy that is interchangeable off the Dodger bench and get some at-bats. I'm a big believer in veteran presence. The Dodgers have had that over the course of the last uh, six years or so with Chase Utley and Albert Pujols and David Freeze. Maybe Matt Carpenter is this year's version of that veteran player. And Tim Laker, now minor league hitting coordinator for the Dodgers, helped Matt Carpenter rework his swing. So you would imagine Tim Laker is telling Andrew Friedman, Matt Carpenter could probably help us this year. So we'll see where it goes. It doesn't always mean that's what's going to happen, but I thought I'd put it on your radar that Matt Carpenter is a free agent. He is 36 years old. He has reworked his swing with the help of now Dodger minor league hitting coordinator, Simi Valley High Zone, Tim Laker. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. We'll be giving Joe Kelly a buzz here in about five minutes in our next segment. So light up those lines. We have one line open right now to ask Mariachi Joe almost anything you want. Actually, you could, if you keep it inbounds, you could probably ask Joe Kelly anything you want. He has no filter. And uh, don't forget, we do have an eight-second dump capability here, so keep it clean. As far as Freddie Freeman goes, yes, we are tracking that. And yes, it is a reality that Freddie Freeman will leave Atlanta. And yes, it, it, is, it is even a reality he may play for the Dodgers because they had conversations before the lockout started. And Buster Only now wrote this uh, earlier this week that there is growing belief around Major League Baseball that Freddie Freeman will not be playing in Atlanta next year. And I guess he's getting information from other team executives and scouts on what they believe Andrew Friedman would do or wouldn't do as far as a contract for Freddie Freeman. I kind of find that hilarious where other agents and other executives are telling Buster what Andrew Friedman would do. But anyway, they believe that Andrew would not give a six-year contract to a 32-year-old first baseman in Freddie Freeman. They believe it's more likely where it's a higher annual average salary for a shorter amount of years. But Freddie Freeman's 32. He's a guy that wants consistency in his life. And does he really want to go through free agency at the age of 36 in a league that really doesn't value 36-year-olds that much? So I find it hard to believe Freddie Freeman would agree 
to just a four-year deal. I think it's more likely that wherever Freddie Freeman signs, it's going to be in the five- to six-year range. So, I mean, this is real. And think about this for the Dodgers. I've been saying this. And we're going to try to get Max Muncy on the show next week. But the facts are, his status is unclear. We don't know where he's at in his rehab with his right elbow. Remember, he hurt it uh, on an errant throw in the, in, at the end of last season, the last day of the regular season. Max Muncy's right elbow uh, got bent backwards, and he was done for the year. And he, he did not have surgery, Tommy John surgery on his right elbow. Uh, he decided to rehab it. So nobody knows the status of Max Muncy and whether or not he'll be ready for opening day, whether that's March 27th or April 18th. So we're going to try to get Max on the show, friend of the show, friend of the radio station, and see where he's at and see what he thinks about the possibility of Freddie Freeman playing first base for the Dodgers next year. And that's part of the Freddie Freeman pursuit, I'm sure, for the Dodgers. Not to mention, Corey Seager has left for the Rangers, and Cody Bellinger is a wild card. We don't really know which version of Cody Bellinger the Dodgers are going to have this upcoming season. I would put my money on Cody Bellinger, but even if he has a big comeback season, Cody Bellinger is a free agent at the end of next year. Will the Dodgers retain him? If they don't, they have a left-handed hitter in Freddie Freeman to cover themselves. And oh, by the way, Max Muncy is a free agent at the end of this upcoming season. So it does make sense for the Dodgers to pursue Freddie Freeman for the reasons that I just laid out and have been laying out since December. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Mariachi Joe Kelly will join us. Light up those phones, and he'll take your questions at 866-987-2570. Dodger Talk with you until 8 o'clock with Joe Kelly next on AM570 LA Sports. Lockout be damned. This is off-season Dodger Talk. Here's David Vasse. David Vassay with you until 8 o'clock right here on AM570 LA Sports. Our only show of the week. Next week we'll be on with you next Wednesday and Friday night. And uh, you can find all of our shows on the iHeartRadio app. We're waiting for Joe Kelly's uh, Little League practice to end. He's the coach of his son's team. So he will be checking in momentarily. It ended at 7.30, so he'll be calling uh, as soon as he is free. But Conrad, Emily, Manny, Eddie, G, uh, John, we will all get to your phone calls and questions for Joe Kelly as he will be checking in momentarily. And uh, I feel I know this is a sports show and we're in the sandbox and all that, but our prayers and thoughts go out to the people of Ukraine as uh, Russia has started uh bombing in that country and uh, just think of all the innocent people there that are trying to protect their young children and their families our hearts go out to all of the people of ukraine and i know there's a a big population of ukrainians here in los angeles so our thoughts and prayers go out to you and your loved ones that are back there and 
pray that all this ends quickly with uh, with hardly any casualties, if any. 866-987-2570. Joe Kelly will be joining us in just a moment as uh, he will be taking your questions uh, very soon here. But as we look at the Dodgers going into 2022, I guess another question that has to be asked another time is how you feel about the possibility of Trevor Bauer pitching for the Dodgers next year because he wasn't charged with any criminal assault uh, by the L.A. District Attorney's Office. So I don't know where this leaves things as far as Major League Baseball and the length of suspension. And I'm not sure if Joe uh, Trevor Bauer has the possibility of appealing. Uh, and if he does, that means he's part of the team. It's kind of a complicated situation. Uh, the Dodgers do owe Bauer $40 million. Their pitching rotation is thin, and we'll see where it goes. Oh, there's Joe Kelly calling in right now. Oh, yeah, Ronnie, Joe Kelly calling in from Rancho Cucamonga. Um, but, yeah, it's a complicated situation. I've talked to a couple of Dodger players about it, and honestly, they don't have a direct answer for me either. So it's complicated for everybody involved. All right. With that being said, without further ado, we have to go out to our man, an Inland Empire champion, a man that is beloved on the streets of Los Angeles everywhere he goes. That is the one and only legendary Joe Kelly. What's up, Joe? DV. No, I'm just freezing <laughs> my butt off out here. And uh, Claremont just got done with a little practice for Knox. We had a uh, little travel ball practice, but... Kids are grinding. I'm giving pigeon lessons. We're catching grounders. We're getting out. We're not really beating anybody, but we're getting better. <laughs> hey, Joe, I mean, what kind of coach are you? It's like 30 degrees in Claremont right now. Uh, I'm a gamer, man. We got, uh, obviously, <laughs> no spring training. So it's the only way uh, I'm getting my throwing program in and, you know, teaching the kids stuff, going back to basics, and it's, it's getting me a better pitcher. Hey, Joe, Chase Utley told me that his kids won't listen to anything he says. Uh, does Knox listen to Dad, or what's the dynamic between Knox and, and Pop on the baseball field? So it's a little better than uh, my dynamic I have with my dad. Uh, <laughs> Knox will let me teach him. He'll let me teach him one thing, and then once he learns that one thing, he's like, all right, I got it from here. <laughs> I feel like he has your swagger. I mean, just seeing him in the bubble and the sweater you guys printed out and the videos he would uh, he would record to get the guys pumped up for those playoff games, it feels like he has the Kelly swagger. He does have some swagger, dude. He's, he's also... Oh, Joe might be switching over to Bluetooth right now. Did you just switch yeah, over to Bluetooth? Yeah, are good. <laughs> yeah, the swagger just got in the car. He went to the wrong car. So, <laughs> what's up, Knox? Say so, some DV. David Basset, the one and only. David. <laughs> That's what everybody He's says. Not say hi. He doesn't know. <laughs> hey, Joe. Uh, Knox, you're on the radio, Dodgers radio, right now. Knox, how did practice go? Who is it? He just told you. You're on the radio. He does the radio. radio. So how'd your practice go? <laughs> <laughs> All right, stop talking. Joe Kelly and Knox <laughs> Kelly are driving home from Little League practice, and Papa Joe is with us, and he's going to take your questions. we got a full, full board of calls, Joe, of people that want to ask you questions. 
can I ask you one first? Yeah, go ahead. You know, the number one thing everybody wants to know is how you're feeling and what the chances are that you'll be back in L.A. next year. That was two questions. All right, but let's I'll answer. Okay, well, thank you. Great. Uh, you know, rehabs are going good. Um, throwing the ball multiple times a week, playing catch. Um, haven't got off the mound yet, but I've been throwing uh, some, some pretty, pretty good long toss. And the other days I don't throw, I'm here at practice throwing with the kids. So um, arms definitely going to be ready for the season. Um, as with the whole lockout thing, you know, once it's over, um, you know, obviously we're all going to sit down. The teams are going to be signing. Signing period is going to be like basketball. People are going to be signing at 4 a.m. in the morning. Um, but obviously I want to I want to come back and, and, and be a Dodger, and, and the interest is mutual, so we got to make something happen. I love it. That's great news. That's great news because uh, the fan base loved having you here, and, uh, you know, Joe Kelly's a legend. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lead off with one of our most energetic fans and callers, and his name's Manuel and Gardena. Manny, say hi to Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly, it is an honor to speak with you. You are a legend. Astros suck, and you cemented that. Uh, man, like I said, we can't thank you enough for all that you've done for the city of L.A. as a Dodger and just as a legend, man. Uh, my question to you is, who has been the toughest out for you in your career, past or present? And uh, before I go off, I just want to thank you. Uh, I wanted to tell you that that's so awesome that you're coaching your son in Little League, man. Kudos, brother. <laughs> I love it. I need, I need to grab some dinner with Manny. I think uh, he, he would be a good fit for uh, CFA Hawks. He could come out and give some inspirational speeches. But Yeah, he no, would. I yeah, I appreciate it. I love L.A., man. You know, Ford and Anaheim, IE guy. Uh, but no, we, I love being home, and like I said, I like spending as much time with the family and the kids as much as I can. Uh, you know, during the off season, consecutively until the off season. Uh, but my person that I've always uh, I think he says looked up to or, or anything. No, toughest uh, out. Toughest out. Toughest out. Oh, okay. Toughest out. Toughest out. Wow, that's a, it's going to be a pass, and I don't know his batting average off me, but he was my toughest out. Darwin Barney. The former Cub? Oh, man. <laughs> Everybody got him out. That's why he's not playing anymore, except for me. <laughs> that, that is awesome, Joe. Hey, you're the best, brother. Take care. All right, Manny. Have a good night. All right. Yeah, how about that? Darwin Barney. I was not expecting that name, Joe Kelly. I know, man. He's a tough one. For me, I ended up throwing sidearm to him when he uh, was in Toronto for his last team, and I was like, I can't get this guy out. I threw like a sidearm slider and he still ripped it to our third baseman, but we got it now. <laughs> and you had to see that guy a lot because you were in the same division pitching for the Cardinals. And that's exactly right. Oh, see, I could put two and two together. Let's go out to Dominate Riverside. And I come out and do the same thing and not. <laughs> Eddie in Riverside, say hello to Joe Kelly. Mr. Joe Kelly, IE legend, I just got to tell you, I, I'm the mayor of River Sippy, and I got to tell you, you're a, we're all proud from Corona, and then you are in Rancho Cucamonga. We love that you keep it IE. Thank you. I, I mean, I spent my whole life in the Inland Empire, and I didn't go too far away for college, obviously, at UC Riverside, but the IE is where it's at. The are alumni like myself. We only, only make grinders out here in the Inland Empire. No softies. 
<laughs> you got to be tough to live out one there. Time, one time, one of the players were asked, what player would you want to go to a rough town with? And I, I think it was one of the Dodgers last year said, definitely Joe Kelly, and I love that. <laughs> He'd be hey, the one that would have your back. And you're from the Inland Empire. You've definitely seen it all. Eddie, do you right. have a question for Joe Kelly? Find a simple question. Yeah, my sim- simple question, Dave, is, Joe, are you going to keep – I know about your barbershop in Rancho. It's very famous because of you. Are you keeping the, uh, the modified mullet, the duster, the neck duster? I might bring it back, but currently I got a new modified haircut. Uh, it's not a true <laughs> fohawk, but it's a modified fohawk, so it's a, just a cleaned-up version of that. <laughs> nice. Thanks. Thanks, Keeping Eddie. I love it. All right. Th- all right, there he goes, Eddie in Riverside, getting his chance to uh, talk to Joe Kelly. And, uh, Joe, you're, I saw your hair out there in uh, at Justin Turner's golf tournament recently. It did not seem What'd like it was a faux hawk. It seemed very clean cut, honestly. Well, I had the hat on, and you just didn't really pay attention. <laughs> you missed a little detail sometimes. Well, why, why did you keep the hat on if you were so proud of the haircut? It's golf, man. I'm looking professional. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you were in a group with Jared Stoll, the Stanley Cup champion from the Kings, now a broadcaster on Bally's. What was it like golfing with a hockey player? The hockey guys are uh, definitely my cup of tea. Um, not to say anything <laughs> about baseball players, but uh, if I was, uh, if I grew up playing hockey, uh, I definitely would, would, would stay right in with those boys. Uh, great golfers, and, you know, even the smallest guys on the ice are tougher than most major league baseball players, so I definitely enjoy hanging out with them. I don't have any doubts that you would drop the gloves if you were a hockey player. It comes with the business. You have to. You can't. You can't say no. Did you ever rollerblade while you were living in the IE? It seems like rollerblading when you were growing up was a big thing out there. Well, I was a skater, but growing up, my first so before I moved to Corona when I was like ten, from like five to ten, I was playing street hockey with you know I had my mom's two brothers have kids, so we had a lot of cousins. We all lived on the same cul-de-sac, so we had some. Pretty good roller you know, <laughs> 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Joe Kelly is with us after Knox's Little League baseball practice as they drive back to the back cave out there in Rancho Cucamonga. Let's go out to Emily in Costa Mesa. Say hi to Joe Kelly. Hi, Joe. How are you? Hi. I'm, I'm great, Emily. Just a little cold already. <laughs> You've said I'm that good. already. It's cold over here, too. Um, first of all, I just want to say I'm a huge fan. Um, you made me uh, enjoy the sport, like, even more this whole the whole past, you know, that you've been with the Dodgers. My boyfriend is, like, a huge fan. <laughs> That's him in the background. What up, boyfriend? Um, <laughs> his name's Eric. Um, yeah, but again, right, we're just, like, really, really big fans of yours. Um, but I guess my question to you is, um, other than coaching Knox's base, Little League baseball team, um, what are you currently doing to prepare for the upcoming season? That's a great question. So besides the rehab and throwing and all that, um, it's been a lot of dirt bike riding, uh, a lot of going to the skate park. I got back a lot of skateboards doing some nice tricks. Um, soccer practices and football practices and then trying to keep the twins from killing each other so it's been a great off season 
Oh, that's awesome to hear. Um, and then if I could, I just have one like tidbit question. Um, if you're not planning to keep your mariachi jacket, can I have it? Oh, no, I'm, I'm keeping that mariachi jacket. And <laughs> it's got to be another special occasion. And it's going to be a, a, it's definitely going to be a White House visit jacket. Um, but I'm also saving it. And my wife told me no, but I really sometimes don't listen. So I'm saving it for my daughter when she gets married for the father daughter dance. I love it. Oh, I love that, so Joe. <laughs> Thanks, Emily. Appreciate the questions. Bye. All right, bye, Emily. Bye, boyfriend Eric. Joe Kelly, I mean, we have to revisit uh, that uh, Mariachi Joe uh, as far as the persona goes, how that all happened at Dodger Stadium because of the Mariachi band there at Dodger Stadium. Oh, no, I can hang up now. Yeah, that was not supposed to be what it was. It's going to be a little bit of a, of, a, of a trade and just happened to be caught um, obviously by backstage and the, the band wasn't even supposed to be on the field and Kenley was getting mic'd up so he brought the band down um, but I really liked the jacket and I really wanted it so I wanted to trade and he said no nah, I gotta wear it that's my uniform for the night I said alright <laughs> maybe I'll come back and I said alright so I came back the next game obviously and, and, and I saw it so I sprinted out down to the dugout or the clubhouse and I told the boys like, hey I need, I need my jersey my other jersey and they're like alright and so I ran back out and we traded and eventually got it signed. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was a great exchange. And then the White House thing was not planned. I didn't have a suit. I didn't have pants. Um, so I was like, you know what, I'm wearing this jacket, and I'll figure it out in the pants. So I texted Mookie the night before, and, and his wife ended up bringing a pair of his pants, little high-water pants for me. So it ended up being great. It wasn't, it wasn't – I didn't plan on getting the jacket for just the White House. Obviously, it wasn't even in my mind, but – um, ended up working out, and, and, and there you go. You got Mariachi Joe. Joe, I think the reason why the fans identify with you and really love that part of you is because it's organic. I mean, that's you. What happened against the Astros in 2020, that was organic as well and maybe a little bit more premeditated, but it was still organic, the, the faces that you made and the, the Mariachi jacket and forgetting clothes to go to the White House. I mean, that's you. I, I really, I hate to say it, but it is you. <laughs> that That's what it is. And I think that's what uh, ultimately baseball needs to be more of in, in all professional sports. And I think baseball has a stigma of everyone being so yes, sir, no, sir. And um, giving the boring answers, you know, don't give them details about, you know, an injury or, or just anything like that. But um, I've always been myself. It's got me in trouble. It's, got me out of trouble and you know being organic is, is what people want to see um you know i happen to be a regular person like everyone else you know drive the 45 minutes to work like everyone else sit in traffic like everyone else um i just got blessed and i'm very lucky to you know obviously number one have a great family and then you know play a, a, a good career so far and you know have a couple of rings and um like i said i just got blessed for, with with the talent no more than anyone else i'm only six feet tall and, and got like i said was just able to throw a ball really really hard Joe, as far as uh, giving honest answers, do you stay connected with the lockout? I mean, how much are you keeping tabs on all it? And um, are you are you unified with the beliefs of your the head of the union? I'm unified definitely with the beliefs. I feel like uh, I, I stay with it pretty 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 well daily. Um, you know, we have our own little secret our own little secret uh, way we can get in contact with everyone. Um, 
And it's not the uh, Xbox network or the PlayStation network. Uh, <laughs> You're not on a headset with Scherzer? No, 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 no. But, no, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, I definitely, I see I see everything. Um, and I've, I've joked around where, you know, hey, if I ran for, you know, if I've gone to politics, would you vote for me for anything? Governor, mayor, and all the guys on the team, like, you're it. All right, if I wanted to be, you know, because my, my other goal eventually, but my wife won't let me, uh, I wanted to go to law school and become a lawyer um, just so I could be the head of something like that or be an agent and, and do deals or or, or do all that, but I think uh, I think I'd be a great fit, and 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 I've had my battles with MLB, and I've and I've talked to the lawyers, and I've and I've done all that. Um, not to take Bruce Myers' job, but uh, I think that the way I put it, 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 I think this process would definitely be a lot faster, and, and we'd be a lot closer than we are now. All right, thanks, Joe. Let's take a couple of more calls before we have to say good night. Let's go out to uh, G in Arcadia. Say hi to Joe Kelly. Hey, what's up, Joe? What up, G? Hey, um, question for you. Um, wondering if you've seen John Boy's breakdown of your little back and forth with Carlos Correa. And if you have, I wonder, um, do you think that he got it right uh, with the lip, the lip reading? He got 99% of it right for sure, and I definitely seen it. And I've, I've seen most of the stuff uh, people show me, and, and after that, obviously, I've seen it. Um, he probably only missed maybe three words, honestly. He, he got everything pretty spot on. It's almost like he called me and did an interview. But, yeah, no, he was really good. It was, it was, it was pretty spot on. <laughs> yeah, right. He's really good at doing that for some reason. Gee, we got to run so we can get more people in there. So uh, thank you for the phone call. Appreciate it. 866-987-2570. Ruben in L.A. has been very patient. Say hi to Joe Kelly, Ruben. Yo, mighty Joe, how's it going? What's up, Rube? Good, man. I'm just uh, actually currently in line at In-N-Out trying to get ready to see what I want. Oh, what's your order going to be, Joe? You want to practice your order? Yeah, right now I'll make it quick. Three by three, uh, little chili peppers, grilled onions, <laughs> ketchup only, animal style fry, and a lemon up. Knox is going to have two patties, ketchup only, fry, extra salt, and uh, a lemon up. Oh, my gosh. Ruben, ask your question so he can make his order. All right, so let's back up. We're just losing Scherzer and Seager. What do you think are the real chances of going back to the World Series? And, and we need Joe Kelly back, right, Ruben? We can't lose Joe so, Kelly. Oh, no, exactly. that's, that's a major part of the bullpen. You know what? That's the fire in the bullpen that we need. Damn right, the edge. So definitely got to bring him back. Our chances and, are great. Obviously, losing Scherzer is, is, and Seager, you know, two of our, you know, we picked up Scherzer at the trade. Um we were already a great team with Scherzer. We got even better. So that worst-case scenario, you know, we're a great team. But we have a lot of young arms coming back who are going to fill his spot, who performed very, very well the year before. Um, and Seager, 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 man, he's, he's a stud, and he's going to always do what he does. I'm going to miss Seager because Seager was actually my locker mate, and uh, Knox and Seager hit it off, and, and our family hit it off. Hmm. Um, I wish him nothing but the best over there. But um, with Seager, the good thing is we're the Dodgers. And we're not another organization who doesn't have a backup plan. We always got studs in the minor leagues, and we always have a lot of money. I love it. I love that answer. Joe, I'll let you go. Thank you for doing this. I know I got, you... I, got, I, got, I got one more. What do you got? No, if you got one more call. Oh, really? You got time to take one more call before you get to the in-and-out window? Yeah, I'm like, four, I'm like four cars back. All right, let's do it. Tucker in Irvine, you're our last caller. What's up, Tucker? Make it quick. 
Hey, guys. Big fan, Joe. Uh, Rancho Cucamonga native myself. Just wanted to give you one question. What do you think about robot umpires and if that were to be a thing going forward? Wow. That's a loaded question right there, Joe. Well, for me, robot umpires, I would actually prefer it over... This is just for myself. I don't want robot umpires, but if we do, it's it, for me, it will. I feel like it will extend my career, and it will make the Dodgers even better. We have so many guys that have movement on their balls, and for me, I throw a lot of curveballs. I throw a lot of curveballs, and they're hard, and I feel like I get a lot of strikes called balls. So for myself personally, I would say yes, because some of my curveballs that have bounced in the dirt actually hit the bottom of the zone on that box. So I would actually love it. All right. There you go. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Tucker. All right, yeah, Thanks, Tucker, Tucker from that was a, a solid answer. Uh, spoken like a true <laughs> pitcher, right there, Joe Kelly. Thanks a lot for doing this. Enjoy in and out, yes. and uh, we'll do it again soon because the fans love you, and I love that you were saying we instead of them. So that gives Dodger fans hope that you will be back in the Dodger bullpen next year. Yes, sir. Thank you, DB. You're the best, Joe. And say hi to my favorite Kelly, right. your dad, Joe Senior. <laughs> he was at the house today. I'll make sure to tell him. All up right, Knox. Joe. Yeah, See you, Knox. Thanks to Ronnie Fascio for his help. Thanks to you for listening. Thanks to Joe Kelly. If you missed it, you can go to the iHeartRadio app. We'll talk to you next Wednesday night. See ya.